Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation, one about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined. Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. Well, it's, I think we lost an hour or two last week, Lugo. Uh, we lost we, time. Did you feel, thinking, do you feel robbed? I feel old. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, because now they have accelerated your uh, timeline. Yeah, yeah. By one hour. So do I get younger when we switch it back in the fall or whatever we do? Well, only if you think about it. And I like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, I'm retired. I don't really care. Uh, every day is a Saturday to me and, and I'm good with that. So, mm. so how was your week? Good. Uh, did you win the lottery or anything? Anything? Great, exciting? great week. Uh, we just, uh, been, uh, working different things, you know, uh, just, uh, Working with organizations, working with people, uh, seeing people thrive, that that's uh, for me a the best medicine. Yeah, so that has been that has been great. That has yeah. been great. Yeah, absolutely. I call that air power. H e i r power. Uh, by the way, a uh, new book coming out: Air Power Two Point uh, Air Power. Uh, air Power Two Yep. So um, go out and get it uh, on Amazon.com or anywhere else that you want to buy it, I guess. I, I don't even know. But um, but anyway, a little pitch there for the book. In the meantime, uh, last week, I told you I had a, a question for you. And it's kind of like a, a little scenario that this is going to test your metal. This is going to test mm. your character. And yeah. let's see how, because uh, I already asked you this once and you told me, gave me an answer. So we'll yeah. see what the, what you've, okay. uh, you've considered or reconsidered since last time. Reconsider. All right. Go. What would what would you do if you saw one of your employees sitting in the hallway doing nothing? Ah, so okay, the person is sitting on the on the hallway. I have no preconceived idea of what happened before. Nope. And I have no preconceived idea of, of what this person should be doing next. I just right. just happened that I just go outside and see this person in there and and the person is, uh, is the person doing anything? The person is just, just looking around, just, uh, is, it seems like the person is not doing anything. Seems that way. Yes. Seems that way. Okay. So I would just, uh, ask him for the person's name and then I will fire him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. And that, uh, uh, we, yeah. no, we, no, you're not kidding because that's, that's, that's what, what normally people, people would do. You think? Yeah. Yes. I, I, I'm I sure. don't It happened to I, me uh, plenty of times. I, I would not, you know, I'll tell you, I, I always ask, right? Because there's a reason why people do things. We are motivated individuals. doesn't matter. We're always motivated by something. So if the person is there, is the person take a, taking a break from, from a very difficult situation and the person just, mm -hmm. just caught away so the person could just have a moment to, to clear his or her mind so then yeah. the person could go back and deal with whatever yeah. or, or it could be and we could call that we can call that partly a part of resilience right right because part resiliency of, yes. is important nowadays because we're talking about that all the time but self-awareness so, right self-awareness yeah. okay 
Resilience. Yeah, I, I can't go beyond this. I have to stop and rest. And I, we've had that conversation several times. And I always say we need to take time. We need to make time to rest. And you say, no, you keep going. You fire the person. You just said mm -hmm. that. Uh, so, yeah, and I was kidding, you know. Yeah, right. Well, maybe sure. I'll fire him. Sure, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. So <laughs> this, is, this is what happens. When we have to resist sometimes our, our first instinct. Our first instinct, we have to train our sights. For me, if I see that, I would I would just probably start a conversation, but just as the way I am. Right. I see a person, I'm just very approachable. I, I want to, I just want, I'm happy when I meet somebody new, you know, and I learn about the person. So if I see the person in there, I'm going to, you know, strike a conversation and I'm going to ask. And you say, hey, how you doing? Well, so, so I would not, I would not go straight. But I, I will be curious about the person. And then I'll start asking questions and I will get to the bottom of it. And maybe the person may be doing something constructive. But I do know that the, our first instinct is to, in our last episode, we were talking about time. We were talking about how we needed to be productive within this particular time, the modern era uh, type of thinking. And so we can easily carry this to every single engagement that we have with people. And in this case that you're talking about, what you're talking about is the same thing. Carrying this mentality that people need to be productive. And if people are not doing something, they're not being productive. But this person may be thinking about a big problem. A person may, may, uh, may have done something completely right, which is I'm going to detach myself uh, and, and I'm going to think through this and then I'm going to go back and re-engage. I mean, we have seen different different things uh, about about this uh, uh, and different examples in history about people that have been confronted with very difficult situations and they have just uh, just detached themselves from the situation just started doing something like like playing with the sand on the floor and to just to have just to make sure that the person was not being emotionally hijacked by the situation. So then he could respond appropriately to the situation. And when this person spoke again, spoke with great wisdom. And, and so uh, for us, we have to be uh, sure that, that we are not doing the same, that we're not doing what normal people would think or not trained people or, or, not, or leaders that we do not want to be do. Yeah, right. What we have to do is to ensure that we are asking questions. You mentioned before, the the issue of now right remember we in our last episode we right. were talking about the issue of now now is very important now is the time to lead so all of a sudden i am in the now and i find myself with this person who i i have nothing any preconceived ideas of what's going on so instead of reacting i need to ask questions and, and that's mm -hmm. what i would do and I, and and who knows what you discover Exactly, because you don't know. Because I don't you, know. You, you have no idea. And it's discovery. One of the things that I think we'll agree with, Lugo, because we learned this through our military training, is that people will, will tend to fall back on their training. I mean, you know, when you go to war, you fall back on what how you've been taught to do whatever it is. And we in the military, we try to think of as many scenarios as we can when this happens, when that bullet comes this way, you do this. When the bomb does this, you do this and all that kind of stuff. But my sense is that 
because again, I think we agree that most people would react to that scenario. You see that person sitting there and you're going to react. The emotions will come out. You get pissed off real quickly. Why aren't they, like you just said, why aren't they work, being productive? Well, I think where we're missing it is training people, especially if they're going to be leaders, to consider that, to think about that. What is that person actually doing? And and here's the, the deal, because again, say that, that most people will get pissed off and tell that person, get back to work. Regardless of whether it's right or wrong, do you think that they'll come up to you and trust you enough to tell you, boss, I, I was hurting. I, I needed that few minutes, uh, but whatever it is. I don't think so. I think you shut them off. And guess what? Forever. They will never come back to you. They will never trust you because, you know, the, I was in, in my worst moment and the boss came and yelled at me. And that, and I think, don't we call that emotional intelligence? You know, being able to manage or that's part of uh, ha uh, having emotional intelligence is to manage your feelings so that you don't offend people, so that you are empathic. Let me understand. I don't know. You said that I have right. no idea. Yeah, let me let me understand what you're going through, and then I'll make a decision. Now, if you're goofing off, now I can get pissed off. But maybe, and I'm going to say ninety percent, maybe more. Lugo, people are honorable, and they're trying to do the right thing. They're they're people not are. they're not uh, you know stealing time from you. They're not stealing uh, stuff from you. Yeah, they're trying to do the right thing. But I need that moment, man. I, I oh. I can remember this uh, when I found out that my brother had just died of cancer, 50 years old. Uh, I needed that moment, man. Uh, luckily, mm -hmm. I had help because uh, I had a, a couple of football. I was sitting with a bunch of football players, and one of them, you know, he just came up to me and just hugged me. Mm -hmm. Didn't say a thing. He just hugged me. But that's what I needed that moment right there because I just lost my brother, you know, mm -hmm. uh, where someone else, in fact, that did happen, uh, the, the leader, quote, uh, kind of, came up and said, what's going on in a gruff way? It's like, I'm not going to talk to you, man. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you. And, um, and, and once you've lost that trust, very hard to, to regain. Well, it's about, uh, uh, people are not things. People yeah. are, they're humans. They're and, humans. And so they're persons. Persons. And so, so every time we, if you, if, if that's what people are to you, then, then you're going to treat them like that. It's just, it's just how you see the world. If you yeah. see the, the people as a, as a, as a way means to something, then you're going to always treat that people like that. People are going to always be things and you can't help the response because the response is going to be always in that, you know, frame of mind. And that doesn't mean that there is no hope. It just means the person needs to do a lot of work uh, to, to understand that, uh, his individual behavior is impacting group dynamics or, or, or people's dynamics. And that's that's uh, something. Matter of fact, I, I used to teach that. That was a whole lesson on on the leadership school, right? right. Uh, individual yeah. behavior impacts group dynamics. Right. And so as a leader, I have to be conscious. I have to be self-aware that my values impact my behavior and my behavior impacts uh, others. And so that's uh, that, that's important in you know, in, in the equation. Uh, so, uh, I, I, that's it. Understand how you view the, the view, your view of the world, you know, impacts, uh, how you're going to behave in it. And, and then as you know, people will always give you back what you give to the world. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of 
as I'm thinking, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, a lot of times the time that we value someone is when they're gone. We, in, in this organization that I worked with, we had a, a gentleman who, um, he was, uh, he had PTSD, a Vietnam era a veteran. And every once in a while it hit him, man. It, it, it was terrible. And I, I did all I could to just, and mostly just listen to him because, you know, I, I, that seemed therapeutic for him when he'd start sitting, tell, uh, you know, I'd sit down and he'd tell me his stories about whatever happened in Vietnam. And, um, and that made him feel better, I guess, because he seemed to, to be better. But uh, it, it would uh, accelerate, man, you know, sometimes. And I don't know what the triggers were, but sometimes it would be really bad. And I remember one uh, Sunday afternoon getting an email or a text from uh, from someone in the organization saying, uh, uh, we feel so bad about him. Mm, okay, what? What are you talking about? And I did some research. I called my boss and all that, and I said, "What? What? What are these people talking about? You know, they're it sounds like they're in mourning." He says, "Yeah, chief, uh, didn't you hear? Uh, hear what? Uh, he died. He he mm -hmm. he, he was he, he went to alcohol. You know, he, uh, rehab. And, no, no, he he was drinking a lot. Okay, a lot. And this uh, Saturday night, night before Sunday, uh, he was driving. He went to a bar or something and uh, he was uh, got drunk and he was driving home and I live up you know where I live up in the mountains and all that and he uh, he went uh, took a curve too fast and ran into a tree and mm -hmm. the, the good thing if there's anything good about it is because I asked uh, he died instantly they said because mm -hmm. it burned up you know his body burned up and everything which I you know it's so sad but and, and what I when we got together because we did that Sunday afternoon we went out to the tree and all that and um, uh, we were together and all of a sudden everybody's talking about how great he was. Mm -hmm. And I'm yes. thinking, you know, Friday, you guys were pissed off at him because he wasn't doing, he wasn't progressing. He wasn't uh, doing what you guys are paying or you think you're paying him to do. And now that he's dead, you value him. It was the time to be nice. Right. Yeah, so, but that's so stupid. We, we nice can be nice all the time. Because it was a nice, it's a time to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, when I when I think of it, it's it still uh, uh, it hurts me because you know he deserved better, and and you know how it is when someone in your organization dies, you always start questioning yourself. You second you guess yourself. Could I have done something? And um, and I, I actually I think I was the last person in the group and the team to, to see him, but uh, but I I didn't. That was uh, that was actually Friday afternoon, and I never thought that he would do that. I never had the, the, an inkling that he would do that, but uh, you know things happen. But but it's it's interesting I think Lugo that sometimes we we're nice we're kind or we think about it afterwards maybe mm -hmm. a good and effective leader thinks about it before not that we think about well about when he dies or if he dies you know we don't want to do that but at the same time like you said value him her this is a person that the creator has put here as part of our team, as our, part of our organization, let's value him or her. And when I see him or her in the hallway sitting there, I'm going to trust that he or she is thinking about right stuff, good stuff, the things that he should be doing instead of just going back in the shop. When you talk about that, I think about the heart of a leader. I think about the, uh, so you as a leader, for me, I, you know, the proverb, right? It says, guard your heart, the most because from it you know life emanates and so so you so what do you what what is guarding the heart for me as a leader i try to cultivate 
and oh my goodness, I'm not perfect whatsoever. Uh, you know, we all make mistakes and I'm not perfect whatsoever, but what I, what I strive for, you know, to do better all the time. So one of the things that I, that I try to be aware of is what I say, if it's not going to be constructive, I need to think about what I'm going to say because the tongue, right. Uh, and we understand, uh, the, the tongue with the tongue, you can build people, destroy people, start a forest fire. I mean, you, you name it, right. Uh, we, we can do, and imagine if we use our words to empower people, to build people and some, and what I'm saying with that is I'm not talking about being nice here. I'm talking about being, you know, doing what's right. And that means that at times you have to have some very tough conversations with people and tell them, hey, you're not doing good. But the old proverb, right? Uh, the old proverb that, that we profess is is praise in public, you know, and reprimand in, uh, you know, in private. Private, yeah. yeah. And so, and that would be very good. If I don't have anything nice to say, my my mom is uh, if you don't have anything nice to say just just don't say anything mm -hmm. <laughs> that's right. what she used to say yeah right she was just she was she was just giving me instruction but but it it makes sense and imagine so if i don't have anything else to say any nice anything nice to say then then maybe i should not use the opportunity to destroy but i should probably but i should use the opportunity now to lead and that means that I have to, my opportunity is to be constructive so I can build where building needs to happen. And if I need to praise where well, I need to praise and uh, where praise needs to happen, because part of the, the situation, a uh, part of all of this is to build trust in teams. So our teams feel comfortable. They're not uh, watching behind their back. You know, are you with me? Are you with me? No, no, I'm with you. But they, they don't have to do that because they know me. They right. know me. They I I speak to them when I am not happy with something they're doing. And uh, a lot of people that they know that I was not happy with something that will happen, I would let them know. But I did not need to be uh I don't need to demean people right. uh, or anything like that. I just just the, the behavior, address the behavior as quickly as you can, build a person up and then set them up for success because that person is part of your team. If 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 the team is not doing good, you're not going to do good either. Right, right. And uh, we do, like we were talking about the last episode, is when do you start to lead? When's the right time to start? To, when is the right time to lead? And we agreed that now. Now. Which part of it may be, like you're just saying, correcting someone, revectoring, helping someone out. But I think a lot of that, uh, Lugo, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yes, absolutely. you know, there's a lot of a, a lot of power in how you say it. Uh, Deb has three ways, exactly three ways to say my name. Mm -hmm. Two of them are not good. Your wife uh, speaks German, uh, so I, I'm sure that there are some German words that when you hear those, <laughs> oh crap! Uh, you better go apologize, no matter what. It doesn't matter whether you did it or not. You just apologize. You know, it's. It, it, what you're saying is true. Uh, listen to this. You're in a meeting. Everybody's around the meeting. They, they have some kind of problem that they that they are fixing. But there's somebody who probably don't agree with you. And they start the conversation like, like this. 
I, I mean, no, uh, no, no disrespect to you, but yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so every time I hear the uh, no, no disrespect, but you know, I just uh, okay, strap your seatbelt. Yeah, uh, you're gonna go for a ride. Yeah, and, and so, so no disrespect. Okay, so that means uh, it's it's almost like. I'm giving you, here's my license card to disrespect you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no disrespect, but, you know, that's not license yeah. to disrespect anyone. You know, state the issue and let's solve it. And and not, you, you should, if you have to say that, if you have to say no disrespect, but you know that what you're about to say may not come across well. And so right. you may have to rephrase it or also understand your attitude. Am I, what I'm going about to say, is this going to build or is going to destroy? Yeah. Be constructive. Uh, help or hurt. That that's Those are the two ages. Yeah, one one extreme yeah. to the other one. You know, we need to talk more about that, Lugo. Let's talk about them because I think we call that emotional intelligence or, or it can fall into emotional intelligence. You know, how do you control your emotions? Because if you don't, man, you're headed for a, a, a tough road in, in, in your life or wherever you can. So uh, let's talk about that. Help or hurt. One of the two. You pick. And uh, you have a good week. Yes. You too, Chief. Let's do that. Ahí nos vemos. Nos vemos. Thank you for listening. We hope today's topic connected with you and helped you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives. If you'd like to connect with us, find us at leadersandfutures.com. And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Until next time, be great. <laughs>